0: Hi everybody and welcome to the Persistent Pain Podcast. So it's been a good few weeks since I put an episode out. Um, when I initially started this, I wanted to do them weekly. I think that was a little bit ambitious without having recorded a bulk of episodes first. Um, there's a lot of other things that got in the way. Work got very busy and then obviously all of this stuff with, with coronavirus lockdown happened. So, um, but we're back with an episode today. So first of all, I hope everybody's doing well hope everybody's staying healthy, um, and it really, really baffles me at the moment, you know, they've got these news briefings on every day at five o'clock, and they never mention the importance of staying fit and active and staying healthy. I know they mention that you can go out for your daily exercise, but really the 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 most people who suffer the most uh, dire consequences of coronavirus, whether that's, you know, actually ended up in intensive care or having really, really severe symptoms, or worst case, even actually dying from the disease, the vast majority of those are people with predisposed medical conditions and that's underlying conditions like high blood pressure, you know, heart conditions and stuff like that, which a lot of those things can be improved and avoided by staying healthy and exercising. And I think at the moment, because it's so important and because we're kind of stuck inside we're working from home we're not doing as much activity usually as we normally would do it's a very very easy to fall out of the habit of staying active and staying healthy eating well and stuff like that but it's more important than ever um so I just wanted to say that to start um that's actually not the topic of this episode maybe that's another one but I think it just really really annoys me that they, they don't talk about that enough but going on to today's episode So over the last four weeks, obviously, uh, we've closed the clinic in Huddersfield um, that I work at. Um, obviously that was the right thing to do to stop patient contact and stuff and then obviously the pay the um, uh, government announced that we needed to close anyway and um, so we had closed actually before that and um, just on our own, on, by our own choice um, and we transitioned all of our clients to online um, and now that was a, a very very big shift for us so we had done some online assessments um in the past but more kind of with other therapists helping them with their patients and stuff like that Um, but our current our actual caseload in Huddersfield we've never really done online appointments before and it was a big shift and I suppose before we made that shift I probably had some preconceived beliefs about online assessments about what was going to be good about them what was gonna be bad about them and there's a couple of things that surprised me so I'm just gonna share five things I've learned from doing the online assessments in lockdown so the first one is the story is more important than ever Now in physio terms, we call this a subjective assessment, but what it really is, is figuring out your story, what you're suffering with now, What's it stopping you from doing? What's happened to you before? And when you lose the ability to use your hands and and jump straight into the assessment, that's very, very tempting to do in a clinical environment. You really have to get a deeper understanding of what's actually going on. So like, when is the pain coming on? How is it changing the way you do things? There's clues everywhere that really help to laser focus specifically on what you need to treat. And the funny thing is, it actually gets much better results if you ask these really much higher quality questions to get. Get better information, and like I said in a busy clinic it's very very easy to 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 skip through this a little bit even when you know you should be doing it it's very easy to want to jump straight to the objective assessment because you can use your hands you can get a lot more kind of clear cut um test results back. But actually, what's much more important is the story. And I think with the online assessments, it's really, really forced me to ask better questions, get better information, and spend a good 10 minutes actually talking about what the problem is, what it's stopping you from doing, how it's changing the way you move. And that really, really helps to design a much better treatment plan. So that's been a really, really good um, eye-opener, really, in the online assessments. The second one is that one or two focused exercises Are better than any hands-on treatment so I'm actually a very hands-on therapist so this might sound a bit counterintuitive I use my hands a lot in the clinic but although hands-on is very very powerful I get some very very quick results sometimes that can be a dangerous thing so sometimes it gives a little bit of a false sense of security um, and over the coming days when you start to move more and do more you feel a bit better so you start to do more things and the pain actually comes back So what the online assessments, obviously, when you've lost the ability to use the hands-on, it's really highlighted the importance of getting specific with one or two exercises that are focused on the tissues that are contributing to your pain experience. And if you coach those exercises well, rather than trying to throw loads of exercises at it, just one or two specific exercises that are specific to you, it's really, really powerful. Because if you can get the pain to settle down with those two exercises, you don't have to rely on the therapist. So throughout the next couple of days when that pain comes on, you've got something you can do to get instant relief whenever that pain comes on. So it's really, really powerful to just strip things down. What are the most important things that we need to work on? What exercises can we use to get that? Coach it through them, get the result on the session, and now you've got a real powerful tool that you can use over the coming days and weeks if the pain starts to come back. And then on that same point, point three, is it's really, really important to get specific. Now this is the same in, in a clinical environment or in an online assessment and it ties in with point one. So if you get the, ask the right questions and get the right information, you have a really clear idea on the movements and activities that are important for you to be able to do day to day. And if you have that information, it's much easier to design exercises that are specifically gonna make those movements easier. So there's no point in me giving you an exercise to make movement A good when you actually wanna be able to do movement B. And this is particularly important in the first couple of sessions. So obviously from a therapist's point of view, I'm going to make sure that you get the exercises you need to the movements that you need to be able to do from my perspective. But it's also very, very important to know what movements you want to be able to do specifically Um, because, you know, I might be giving you things to bend forward to be able to tie your shoelaces because I'm thinking they're the things you need to be able to do. But actually, if when, if your pain really is coming on mostly when you're going to get something out of the top cupboard, that's going to be a very, very different movement. So if all the exercises I'm giving you are trying to help you bend forward, but actually what, what you're noticing day-to-day is the pain's coming on when you're reaching up overhead, then the exercises that I'm giving you are not going to make a massive difference to the pain experience you're getting day-to-day. So you're not going to feel like you're making progress, you're still going to be getting a lot of pain, and you're going to be getting frustrated. So it's really, really important, obviously, to give you what you need, but we really need to know specifically what you want to make sure we give you the right exercises for that and I think obviously not being able to use the hands-on because when you can use the hands-on you can desensitize issues very quickly but when you're not able to use your hands-on you really need to get specific with your movements and your exercises to make sure that they're they're giving you what you want so that's been really really good and useful um, and I'm definitely going to take that um, further than even when we go back in the clinical environment I think it's going to be a lot less reliant on hands-on using the hands-on to complement the exercises a lot more, which again, we do anyway, but I think even more so, it's, it's really highlighting how important that is. Um, the next point was a bit surprising but I really now do believe that for many people online appointments are better than in-person appointments so before going into online assessments one of the preconceived beliefs that I had is they were never going to be better than an in-person appointment and the in-person appointment was always going to be better so we've never really pushed them I've never really taken on that many online clients um, but since lockdowns forced me into it I really realized that there's probably a significant chunk of people who prefer online assessments and that online assessments are actually better for and that that's a wide range of people so you've got some people who are maybe in the early stages of injury with quite acute and they're in so much pain that it's difficult for them to leave the house let alone make it all the way into the clinic and we've got a, a staircase they need to get up to actually get to the clinic so for some people actually for those first couple of sessions online might be much better give them some pain relief get them moving better and then when they can actually get some results and get moving better we can get them back into the clinic also then there's people you know leading busy lives they might struggle to find the time if they live a bit far away from the clinic to find a time to drive to the clinic, get an appointment, drive back, get back to work, etc. Whereas it's a lot easier to find a half an hour in the day in their own office or their own home where they can actually just get on a call, have an online assessment. Most people don't need loads of hands-on treatment. I think that's a misconception. They just need guidance, reassurance, and coaching through the dos and don'ts of what they should and shouldn't be doing. Um, And most people are more relaxed in their own homes. I've really found that as well, where people are more relaxed, they're they're more engaged, they're asking better questions, they're getting more involved than in person, which was really really surprising. um, Because you think in the clinic environment, face to face, people will be more you know interactive. But I've really found I think people are more relaxed at home. They're more willing to share information that maybe they don't feel comfortable sharing in a clinical environment and that's been really really interesting over the last couple of weeks and then the last point is technology's not been as much of an issue as I expected so obviously a lot of well not obviously but a lot of my caseload are people with back pain and especially older people with back pain and they don't a lot of these older patients you know they're not really good with technology by their own admission and I really thought a lot of them would struggle, you know, getting the webcam set up, getting the sound working, etc. But this hasn't been much of a problem. And I think technology is so good nowadays that it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, in retrospect, I was making it a bigger problem in my head than it actually was gonna be. Because um, at the end of the day, all they need to do is open an email, click a link, and then click to join a room. Um, we use Zoom, and it's really, really straightforward. And even if you're a technophobe, you shouldn't really have any problems. And when there has been problems, they've been very, very easy to solve. So that's been hardly, an issue at all which I really thought would be a big issue which is probably one of my objections to to not doing online assessments at the start was overcoming the technology things which actually has hardly been a problem at all so it's been really really good to to experience that and I think we'll definitely keep even when all this is over we'll keep online assessments as an option because I think it's going to help a lot of people that maybe can't get to the clinic whether it's distance whether it's just busy lives or whether it's the pain that's stopping them being able to get into the clinic. So just to quickly recap the five points, so the first thing is the story is more important than ever, so we really need to figure out what's important to you and figure out all the things that have happened up to this point that might be contributing to the pain experience. And like I said, there's clues everywhere. We just need to ask the right questions to get the right information so that we can actually design the right treatment plan one or two number two is one or two focused exercises are much better than any hands on treatment so even though the exercises might take a little bit longer they don't have that instant relief the good thing about them is they're not passive so it's not you lying on a bed and then getting the result from somebody else is you're actually getting the the result yourself or you getting all the therapist is doing is just guiding you what to do and that's very empowering because it gives you something that you can do all the time whenever that pain comes on to give you instant relief It's very, very important to be specific as point three. So. Not just me giving you a a few exercises that I think you need. We need to specifically figure out which movements you want to get better so that we can specifically design the exercises towards that because there's no point in giving you just what I think you need. It's very, very important that you get what you want as well because that's what's going to really make a difference to you day to day. Uh, And again, the example I used earlier on is that I'm giving you movements I think you need, but actually there's another movement that's bringing on your pain throughout the day. Obviously, it's important that we, we coach that as well. And number four is actually online assessments are much better than in-person assessments for some people. So there's a a big chunk of people from the varied backgrounds that really... I think the online assessments suit really, really well, which again, that's something that maybe I had a preconceived belief before where in-person was always gonna be better. I definitely don't believe that's the case anymore. For some people, in-person is definitely gonna be better. For some people, online appointments are gonna be better. And probably the future healthcare, I think, is gonna be a blend of both, where maybe the first couple of sessions might be online and you might have um, in-person assessments kind of thrown in there as well. So there might be a mix of in-person and online assessments, or maybe in the early stages, they might have the first session um, in-person then get the hands-on treatment give you a quick relief but then the next couple of sessions might be online and then back in and in person so I think it's really going to change healthcare this I think it's forced a lot of of different types of healthcare GPs are the same where it's all gone online now and I think it's really going to change the healthcare field and it's going to be really exciting to see what happens over the next few months and years um, with this technology and and how far it goes really Um, and then obviously the last point was technology is not as much of an issue as I thought it would be which is obviously a really really um, positive finding. to to find so um they're the the main points they're the five things i've learned um obviously we've got at least three more weeks of of foot fully online assessments so i'm sure we're going to learn more over the next few weeks um hope you've enjoyed the episode hope it's kind of helped you a little bit if you are struggling and you're on the fence about online assessments get in touch let me just talk to you about it um, and you know don't even have to book a session but if you want to just find out a little bit more um, i can tell you about it and, and let you know um, if you haven't joined my facebook group um it's persistent pain and um, i think it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash persistent pain and um, also if you're in huddersfield or local to the huddersfield area uh, we've got our, our pro sport physio um support group Um, so that's live pain free in huddersfield with pro sport physio and that's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pro sport physio physio or pro sport physiotherapy so one or the other so if you're not in those groups make sure you join there's a lot of free content going in those groups a lot of challenges uh, breathing challenges immunity challenges back pain challenges, knee pain challenges, all absolutely free. So make sure you join those groups. There's a lot of good content in there. Uh, and if you have any questions, that's the best way to reach me as well. So hope you've enjoyed the episode. I'm not gonna promise an episode last ne- next week. That was my mistake the last time. Uh, but hopefully we'll get more regular again over the coming weeks. And um, if there's any topics you'd like to see specifically covered, make sure you get in touch. <laughs>